Let us be attentive. The Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has chastened me sorely. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Let us be attentive. Brethren, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has been given to us. While we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Why, one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man one will dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we are now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received our reconciliation. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Let us be attentive. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body what you shall put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? In which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Good morning. Good morning. Has it ever struck you when you shopped at the store how many kinds of laundry detergents there are? As you gaze down an 80-foot-long aisle, have you ever been amazed at how many kinds of laundry detergents are on the shelves? You have laundry detergent in many forms, right? Powders, liquids, sprays, even those little pods, right? For bright colors, for darks, for gentle cleaning, for deep cleaning, with mountain mist scent, with citrus scent, with floral scent, with no scent at all. The myriad of choices we have for laundry detergent tells us that perhaps we are obsessed with clean clothes. But in today's gospel reading, we read, And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, they, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. These are the beautiful and poetic words reminding us that God does not want us to be concerned about clothing. St. John Chrysostom commented on this once when he said, Therefore, let us not be anxious, because we will gain nothing by it, excepting, except tormenting ourselves. 
Let me read that again. Therefore, let us not be anxious, because we will not gain, we will gain nothing by it except tormenting ourselves. Anxiety over material things is not God's will for us. Rather, it is self-torment. But I want to pose a question. Is there any garment, any clothing, that God wants us to be concerned about? Is there anything we wear that God wants us to be very concerned about? There is. But... What might that be? What about our baptismal garment? During that baptismal service, we called the baptismal garment a garment of incorruption. That is, by baptism, God grants us incorruption. But can this garment of incorruption be sullied? Can it be dirtied? Can it be stained? One prayer during the baptismal service says, Preserve in, her, in him or her the garment of incorruption, which he has put on undefiled and unstained. So this baptismal garment, this garment of incorruption, can be stained by sin. Perhaps by chasing after the wrong things in life we might fall down and stain our baptismal garment. By having anxiety over material things, we might stain our baptismal garment that was once so bright white. Looking down at the stain on our baptismal garment, we know that we should have been more careful. But are we as careful keeping our baptismal garment unstained as we are with keeping our regular clothes clean? The Lord tells us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Be concerned about that garment, that baptismal garment, and the promise of immortality, of incorruption that that is what should be first in our pursuits in life. Be concerned about that garment. When seeking God first, when keeping our baptismal garment clean, other things no longer seem so important. The anxiety and self-torment over material things disappears. When we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The anxiety and self-torment over material things, like clothing, disappears when our focus is steady on keeping our baptismal garment clean. But what happens? What happens when our baptismal garment is sullied? What happens when our baptismal garment is stained? Is there anything that can help us? Is there anything we can do? We can get it cleaned. When our baptismal garment is stained from sin and the anxious pursuit of material things, we can go and get it cleaned by God. We can ask God for forgiveness. We can go to confession. 
we can go and make amends and make our pursuits in life good, holy, upright, and clean. Many people say, I don't have to go to confession because I don't do anything really bad. But like that little speck of mustard on, on our shirt, it is something that you notice and God notices. You don't have to wait until you're completely covered in mud before you go clean your clothes, right? So let's get clean. Let's clean our baptismal garment. Let's go to confession. Let's seek God's forgiveness. It is something we all need to do. Confession is not some inquisition to see if you're good enough. Rather, confession is a chance to come to be healed and receive God's cleansing help. Our goal is to have a completely bright white baptismal garment. By God's grace and forgiveness, our baptismal garment can become once again bright and white and spotless. Let us all seek that forgiveness and cleansing. Amen.